Hi, Matt. My name is Alice. I'm 22 and from Waukesha, Wisconsin, where I work as a sales rep for a pharmaceutical company. Hi, it's Missy. I'm 33 and a third. I'm from Des Moines and I'm an actor activist. And, and our guest this week... Oh my god, Matt. Hi. Uh, my name is Lori. I'm absolutely 19 years old. I'm here for the right reasons. I'm looking for my best friend. And I'm from Long Island, New York. Oh, Matt, I'm looking for a best friend, too. Matt, I just want to I just want to find someone I can settle down with. I just really want to meet my best friend. <laughs> Matt, how come you're still talking to Alice? I, I was going to talk to you more. Matt, Matt. Matt, can I steal you for a sec? Here she, is. Here she comes again. Matt, how come you let Lori steal she, her? She, she's doing this, this again. Unfair. She does this all the time. Oh, I just can't believe it. Did you? Oh my God, wait. Is Are Matt and Lori going to kiss? How can... <laughs> how can they kiss when I am deserved by one-on-one? I've been waiting all this time. I haven't gotten my two-on-two yet. I'm not here to make friends. All right, I'm here for the right reasons. I'm here for You're love. You're here to meet your best friend, not to make not, you. Not for Instagram. Not for Instagram followers. I'm not here for Instagram followers. I'm here for the right reasons. Good luck and don't fuck it up. <laughs> Wrong show. <gasps> Welcome to Not a Hate Watch. We are off with a bang here. It is I, Missy. Hello, Alice. Hello, Lori. Lori, oh, wow. of course, beautiful city co-host on Miss Calls with the former randoms. And our resident bachelor and bachelorette expert who we had to bring in to bring us into this world of roses and whirlwind romances, tears and bloodshed. I just am absolutely enthralled. Welcome. Welcome to Not a Hate Watch. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I, Alice asked me, I guess at this point it was like three or, or four weeks ago, like what I want to do this. And I was like, oh my God, what kind of question is that? Of course I would want to do this. <laughs> I'm talking about my favorite sport, The Bachelor. So mm, Full contact sport too. Indeed. Absolutely. Indeed. Um, God. Lori, tell us you, tell us your story about how you how you got into The Bachelor. Yeah, so The Bachelor is a show that I kind of always knew existed. Um, it premiered in either two thousand one or two thousand two. I think two thousand two. Um, I didn't watch it um, because at the time, the only reality television show that I was watching was American Idol. I was voting for Kelly Clarkson in season one. I was voting for Clay Aiken in season two. You know, like I that I, I liked my competition, like like talent competition reality shows. But over the years, I very much watched um, The Soup on E, and uh, it would constantly get talked about, and the weirdest moments would get featured. And I was always like, "What is this show?" Um, and then subsequently talking about like talent competitions, I also always watched Dancing with the Stars. And a lot of times, uh, Bachelor contestants, uh, usually the, the the Bachelor themselves, the male lead, um, would be on Dancing with the Stars. And I remember one season, the, the Bachelor was a pilot. His name was Jake Pavelka. Um, and he was on Dancing with the Stars. And he danced to On the Wings of Love. And I just remember being like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but I'm obsessed. I'm absolutely obsessed. Um, 
And then the uh, web series at the time, Burning Love, premiered. Uh, and it was a whole bunch of comedians that I loved. And I started watching it, not really having any context of The Bachelor. And I was like, oh, this is funny. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I love this. Uh, after that season ended of Burning Love, uh, my Dancing with the Stars season ended. And, and I was like, my Monday nights are, are boring. Like, I don't have anything. I should watch The Bachelor, like just to see what it's like compared to this. And that was uh, Sean Lowe, who uh, you two both met in the first episode of this current season. Oh, that's of who the that Bachelor. was. He was the blonde guy. Yeah, so he was the blonde man who got brought back in. Sean Lowe happens to be the only Bachelor lead who is still married to his ring. Wow. Man, meaning the person who. That's a bad people. track record. Uh, yeah, it's a real bad track record. There's a couple people who, um, and I can I can talk about these shortly, but there's a couple of folks who ended up actually marrying their second place winner, <laughs> and they are still uh, married to their their person. Um, but yeah, Sean is the only only one of the Bachelor that is married to the person that they picked. Now, Bachelorette which is the female-led one with the many male contestants, has a lot more, like, quote-unquote, success hmm. stories. Even if the people aren't together anymore, um, they were together for a long period of time, or they were married for, like, a decade and have since gotten divorced, stuff like that. But all in all, it has a better track record. Interestingly, Bachelor in Paradise, which is the show on the beach, has the best track record of uh, relationships. Um, but, yeah, so I started watching Sean Lowe's season of The Bachelor, and I was like, oh, Burning Love barely did anything. This show is batshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally batshit. And I got real into it. And I watched a handful of seasons. Um, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise that aired. Then I got, I forget whose season it was, um, that I was just kind of like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Um, so I skipped a couple seasons. But then came back when Nick Vial was The Bachelor five or six years ago and have been watching it ever since. I've actually since gone back and watched The the Bachelor, Bachelorette seasons that I've missed. Um, yeah, and it's, it's a sickness. <laughs> and every time I watch it, I go, what did I do? Yeah. Why did I do this? <laughs> um, but I keep going because I hate myself, I guess. <laughs> um, but I also re I have a lot of like bachelor comedy podcasts that mm. I listen to or like comedy podcasts that um, I really enjoy and I want to keep up on, mm -hmm. you know, and then also yeah. things like the other episode that you all watched uh, last week's episode of The Bachelor happened, and I just think this is the most perfect two hours of television. <laughs> um, so that is my very long-winded uh, explanation of how I got into yeah. it. Oh, don't worry. It's still shorter than any Missy monologue that this, I go this, into, so you're true, fine. This is true. Um, I had the thought last night when I was watching it that this is just like wrestling for girls. This is just, it's the same yeah. type of overwrought storylines and, and competition and like I know that I know that people yeah. say like oh Real Housewives is the is the wrestling for girls but I, I really think this is much closer because because of the competition aspect and the the like um backstabbing and and, and everything yeah 100%. yeah my only comparison that I have is RuPaul's Drag Race which is wrestling for gays and it absolutely is that same thing where I enjoy it for the competitive aspect and because there's an art and craft that's behind it, similar to, you know, wrestling as well. Uh, the person who got me into drag race is my straight college roommate, uh, who also is into the WWE, uh, 
E slash F a lot. And so, yes, he, he talks about the storylines and the heels and all of that and, and the K-Fab in a similar way, which I'm sure there's a lot of that going on here uh, in um, The Bachelor, which which we can get into. Completely. They're the villain storylines. And I think, too, a big thing with uh, The Bachelor franchise shows is... I mean, as with any reality show, is the editing. You know, like, they can craft whatever story that mm-hmm. they want. Um, there was a show many years ago at this point. Oh, my God, I'm fully blanking on the name of it. But it was on, like, Lifetime. And it was, like, a... It was a, a early season Bachelor producer created mm-hmm. it. It was with Sheree Appleby. Or oh, yeah. uh, Sheree Appleby yes. or whatever her last name is. Um, and... Uh, it was so fucking good. And the Bachelor people are like, it's not like this. It's not like this. And I'm like, oh my God, it's absolutely like this, I'm sure. Uh, so the editing is key. Um, producers are the ones who give them ideas, mm-hmm. like contestants' ideas of like, you should you should go steal Zach. Like, you should go talk to him. Like, and then suddenly- Hey, before you get eliminated during the rose ceremony and you're worried about getting eliminated at the rose ceremony, why don't you go have a one-on-one and interrupt the filming so you can guarantee to have your elimination here in an awkward yeah. moment where we, where we just solo you out for your crying walk away. That'd be a great oh. idea that we are absolutely equipping you to emotionally prepare for. Oh, 100%. You're, you want to go cry. Why don't you go cry in the hallway in front of this specific door? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Is contestant coming back from her shopping spree that you wanted, and she's at the hotel room door that you're standing at, and she has to carry all of her bags from the getaway in front of you? Oopsies! Yeah. Didn't mean to put you there, M- Missy. Uh, also, these that... people are evil. These people are truly evil. This is, this is awful. What's happening? I can't. I, I felt like I was watching a crime happen, and that I was a bystander. And it's like, oh, those stories where you hear about people in like big cities where no one was like, someone was getting mugged or like shot, and like everyone to stand and like, oh, no one called a bystander, and they all bled out, and there was a terrible tragedy that could have been prevented. <laughs> the Bachelor and the Bachelor are terrible tragedies that could have been prevented. Like, I'm not unsure if they're. They might be responsible for a partial decline of Western civilization at this point oh, with the way that it tries to pit people against each other. I absolutely despised it. It was horrifying. <laughs> but continue. Please go on. I want to know more about, uh, you know, your experiences let's, let's, with it. Let's talk about this season. So this is season 26? 27. 27. Season 27. Our bachelor is, his name is Zach. Zach Shellcross. Shellcross. So, uh, Zach, and I, I will say just because I know someone is screaming at me, that television show I was referencing is called Unreal. Mm. Um, that, okay. is, that is what okay. that show was. Um, I, I never finished it, but those first two seasons, beautiful. Loved them. Um, but yeah, so this is season 27 of uh, The Bachelor. Zach Sep- Shalcross is our lead. Um, Zach was a contestant on the 19th season of The Bachelorette. Oh. Um, which was a failed uh, uh, experiment where they had two bachelorettes at the same time. This was the last season, right? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, basically season 26 of The Bachelor, which was um, Clayton Eckert, who was the lead. Uh, I did not watch that season, I should say. I, I skipped a bachelorette and a bachelor season because during the pandemic – 
they ended up having back to back to back to back to back seasons of Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette, Bachelor. And I was like, I need a break <laughs> here. So I skipped Michelle Young's season of Bachelorette, which was season 18 of Bachelorette. And I skipped um, Clayton's Bachelor season. But uh, Clayton got fucked over by producers and had like some awful like mental health stuff afterwards because of what the show did to him. But there was a thing in, his, in the end of his season where he... It, without going into it he like fucked over his second and his third place people who was gabby windy and rachel reccia to an upsetting degree like even i having not watched the entire season i was like fuck you clayton like i watched this rose ceremony um and both of them got named bachelorette mm. now many years ago they had done a double bachelorette in that night one there were two bachelorettes and the guys decided we want oh, to do this <gasps> and the other one went away fuck them fuck <laughs> this this is horrible <laughs> just throw christians and lions again <laughs> get to it already this is jesus christ so that was awful and thankfully that only happened on night one of yeah. that season and then we got a great bachelorette season with caitlin bristow but um they opted to do this double bachelorette season last year so and they had no idea how to do it and they put a lot of the decisions on the women uh on like the two leads which was yeah. weird but we didn't really get to know people because things were split in half you know like you really didn't get to know your two bachelorettes you really didn't get to know a lot of the contestants and zach was dating rachel Reckia who um, is a pilot. She seems lovely. Um, and he got to her top three. Top three is overnights. They call it the fantasy mm. suite. Now, a lot of... Because um, you can't call it a fuck shack on TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of con former contestants, though, have talked about the fact that um, a lot of times sex actually doesn't yeah. happen in the fantasy suite because it is genuinely the first time that they can talk to each other without cameras huh. around. Um, yeah, so a lot of times you will have weird morning after breakups. Um, like a couple seasons ago, the, we had our, one of our, our second black bachelorette and she had an overnight with this really great contestant. And um, the next morning, it was the most awkward, like we don't believe in the same things. Um, what ultimately ended up coming out is that she is incredibly Christian and he doesn't, he's mm. not, and he doesn't plan to like be religious. And she was like, that's a deal yeah. breaker. So they ended up breaking up. Um, now, after the overnight with Rachel and Zach, there was some fucking weirdness. And Zach was like, Rachel's not who I think she was and blah, blah, blah. And they had a very awkward breakup. Now, nobody has ever come out and said what happened, um, though Zach has thrown some shade at Rachel this season. Um, what I personally think might have happened, and I think this is an, a... a valid thing um i believe zach is a raging trump Republican. oh yeah 100 no, <laughs> percent. he's from texas and he, and, loves, and he loves what is it family football and frozen pizza yeah i vomited in my mouth when that is said how, that. that was uh, and, and, and like that is all like i was reading some stuff online today like that is basically all he said about his personality the entire show yeah he, yep. he's he's definitely yep. And I believe that she probably, now again, we don't really know anything about her because she, I, A, I didn't watch her bachelor right. season, but her bachelorette, we didn't really get to learn much about her. I'm guessing she's probably like 
pro Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. She's probably Mm -hmm. leaning more liberal, even though she feels like she was also probably raised Republican. Um, And the other thing that I'll mention, too, is that Zach's uncle is um, uh, Putty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Oh, my God. Why am I... Patrick Warburton, thank you. I was like, why am I blanking on the names? Um, Patrick Warburton, who um, everybody loves, but then after he was on uh, Zach's uh, hometown last year on Bachelorette, I did some Googling, and he's a Trump apologist. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's not yeah, no, he's He's been a Republican uh, basically his whole career. It, it, was, it, it, it used to be okay before, like, Trump was really a thing. Yeah. I know. Unsurprising. Dude. Yeah, I read some some interview with him where he was like, I'm not saying I support him, but like, we should be nicer to him yeah. and like very like apologetic about stuff in like 2017, 2018. Okay. Um, yeah. Where yes. do you think Zach was on January 6, 2021? <laughs> I think he was at home making a frozen um, pizza? I think he might have been. I don't know about his family. Okay. Like, I don't know about his family, but he doesn't necessarily strike me as that far right. Like, he's definitely far okay. right, but I don't know if he is insurgent, yeah. right? Uh, um, the thing that really bothers me about this season of The Bachelorette, though, and my friend and I were texting about it last night, is that, and I see this with the context of having not watched every season of The sure. Bachelor, because I like that's too much, but having watched quite a few of them. He's a good bachelor. Really? He's a good bachelor. Yeah. How is? Okay. You got it. You got need you to define. Yeah. You need you you need to give more context to that. Zach is very no bullshit in a way that is nice to see. Um. So he is very much like, and and a lot of this season is mushed together in my brain. So I might be saying stuff that you watched from the episode you watched. I might not be. When he is not feeling it with yeah. someone, he sends them home and he doesn't make mm-hmm. them wait for a rose ceremony. That does happen from time to time, but if it's like a thing, he sends yeah. them home, which I think is kind, sure. you know, to the contestants to not make them wait it out and all of that. Um, he, and I was saying to Missy a little earlier, um, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to spoil any potential listeners. Um, I do uh, keep up on spoilers, though. And I do know who uh, his final person is, as well as like oh. his, like his top four. Um, and I think he's got great people. Okay. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, so I'll we record these well in advance. So by the time this comes out, the season might be over. Oh, right, right, right. Because we're we're really close to. So n- next week is top six. Week after is top four, top three, top two, top one. Um, yeah, if maybe we hold it, and maybe I let's, spoil, let, and we let's hold, hold it to the end of the episode because I, I want to guess. I want to guess. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate the no bullshit side of it. I appreciate that he doesn't seem to be there for a social media following. Yeah. There are certain bachelors, certain contestants in general that like you can kind of tell that they're not like they're not there because they like want to fall in love like um and maybe he just hides it better um but he's he's pretty good in my opinion <laughs> like in my humble opinion the best bachelor that i personally have watched 
is a man named Ben Higgins. So Ben was the one of the seasons I skipped actually, and I went back and and watched a couple years ago. Um, ben is a Bible toting pretty man, um, but similarly he was very genuine in how he came across and why he was there, and he was very like no bullshit about things, and he was really honest with his women. And Ben made the mistake with his top two of actually telling both of them that he was in love mm. with them, um, which is a big mm, no-no. Wait, was, was Ben um, from Utah? Did Ben go to Brigham Young? Probably. Okay. Ben had, Ben's, Ben's a person who has a Bible verse tattooed, like, right on his okay, rib. Okay, okay. <laughs> You cannot hear how hard I eye-rolled, so I had to verbally confirm. It hurt. It hurt how hard I eye-rolled at I all of that. Okay. I know. Um, but Ben also, and I, I said this in a text to both of you, Ben hosts a podcast, as they all do, um, but on his podcast, when he was talking about his season, he talked about the fact that he had he was sick the entire time, and he later found out it's because he had a parasite. <gasps> So you watch his season. That's art. Mama, that's and art. Now they they with the shooting schedules and the travel and stuff like that, it seems fucking exhausting yeah. to be on one of these shows. Especially as the lead. You get like no sleep and as you saw from the first episode with the limo exits and stuff like that. By the time they're finishing up that rose ceremony, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Like, the sun is high. <laughs> like, it is hours yeah. and hours and hours after they start. But yeah, you if you were to watch his first episode and then his finale, he's lost like 25 pounds. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because he's been puking and shitting for months. So you just have to imagine the like bucket is right below camera level. He's falling uh. in love. Oh, no, wait, that's the parasite again. <laughs> okay, so you, you... So... Wait. Oh, no, go ahead. I, don't, I, I, have a, I have a broader question, but do you have a question about the season? No, 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 I was going to question... parlay this into talking about the first episode. Okay, I just have a very quick question, and this is an overarching thing for all the girls or boys that participate. What do they get out of this? Social media yeah. followers. Yes. That's it. They don't get an oven. They don't get a version of the home game. It's just they get, <laughs> oh they get to be on TV. Yeah, they get to be on TV. They get a they get brand deals. Um, they get SpawnCon. They get podcasts a lot of times. Um, okay, did so you say SpawnCon? Sponsored content. SpawnCon. Oh, sponsored yeah, Spawn content. Con. I thought yeah. you were. Gonna, I thought no. I thought you were about to say that the official. Bachelor oh. convention circuit was called SpawnCon, and I was going to lose my mind. I'm I'm already lost my mind, but I was about to actively go into a, yeah. a state that I can't describe. Um, no, okay, so that is it. it, it or ad additional kind of things that happen. Um, sometimes they get asked to be the lead mm -hmm. of the yeah. next season, which is a big mm. thing as well. And when you are the lead, you get paid. And you get a stylist and you get like help as opposed to when you're a contestant, you're on your own. Or the bigger thing that people want, because it's also in that realm of like you get paid to do it, Bachelor in Paradise. That is what people want to get on because it's more screen time. It's more opportunity to get more followers. You, again, do get paid 
to go on it. It's not nearly as much as if you're the lead on the next Bachelor or Bachelorette season. Um, and also, it's, it's fun. Bachelor in Paradise is kind of like you use the Bachelor or the Bachelorette as like your stepping mm. stool to get mm. on on BIP. Okay. Like, I, I, and like, I, I got that they were getting stuff within the show. Because, like, oh. obviously there's, like, the prize packages that you kind of get when you're picked on the dates. Because we'll talk about it in the later episode. But one gal yeah. won, like, a shopping spree, essentially. And it, yes. like, won more prizes than some people take home on The Price is Right. Um, we call but that I, a, I, the pretty woman. Yeah, I was going to say, Missy, squared. I described Missy, it as you that, have the context yeah. for that now. I yeah. do, yes, I, I do. Um, that's just what I wanted to know. I just wasn't sure because I, the only other show I watch that's comparable is, that's comparable as a reality show is Drag Race, and because of that, I know what the contestants get from that. The exposure, it's there are you know they're building a brand, like you know it's it's similar to what is here on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I just don't get yeah. this, you know, <laughs> on that part. Hundred percent. Any of the 100%. previous contestants, especially the ones who didn't get like picked to marry their 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 selected person gone on to like have notable careers outside of outside of the bachelor um and i'll qualify and also say outside of reality tv but also those that i guess that maybe have done sure and other reality tv shows that have crossover so rachel Lindsay, who was the first black bachelorette um she is a i'm gonna use this with like air quotes it's not to diminish what she's done but it's also not like she's like ryan seacrest or something but she's a pretty like known um uh television personality now she is a correspondent for extra um she does uh like press hmm. circuits like when like movie junkets okay. and stuff like that she does interviews and stuff like that um so there's that and then um there I don't remember what season he was. It was before I started watching, but there was a bachelor many, many moons ago named Travis Stork, who is a doctor. Um, and he ended up having a syndicated, like, Dr. Oh, Phil-esque show for many, 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 many years called The Doctors, which was a panel of, like, four doctors of different specialties. And he was, like, the hmm. lead on it. I'm remembering this now. I yeah. remembered him. I didn't know he was from The Bachelor, but I remember yeah. them presenting this guy like, oh, he's the person you know. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yes. So there's that. There's Rachel Lindsay. Um, this is kind of the flip of your question, but um, Charlie O'Connell was a Bachelor? Like Jerry O'Connell's brother? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, before yeah. my time, I did not watch that season, but... Um, yeah, Charlie O'Connell of Sliders, yeah. <laughs> just... a.k.a. little brother of Jerry, um, was did a Did their relationship last? Mm -mm. I don't believe so. I think they dated for about a year. Because um, here's the thing. The show puts a lot of pressure on the engagement, you know? like, But when you actually look at the breakdown of how much time someone has spent together, it's not long. Like, the show filmed no. in the course of two months. Um and there have been people who are like, I'm not ready to get engaged yet. Some of them get engaged and then date mm -hmm. for like two okay. years, but they're engaged. Um, but some of them are like, I don't feel comfortable getting engaged when I barely know you. And I believe Charlie asked to date both of like his oh. one and two off the show. I might be wrong. I might be thinking of another bachelor, but there's definitely one who was like, I want to date you both like outside. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, I 
want to talk about this season. I do. This does tie a little bit into the season. I want to. Uh, can I plug another podcast yeah, sure. that is Bachelor related on here? So there's a podcast that I adore. It is called Game of Roses. It is a Bachelor podcast that treats this game like the thing it is, a sport. And they break it down like a sport. And it is fucking beautiful. And they wrote a book that I have not read yet, admittedly, but I got it for Christmas called How to Win the Bachelor. Mm. It is a decently sized book. In fact, tonight they, um, Alice, I should have told you this, they were doing a signing at the Barnes & Noble in the Grove. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. The most bachelor location in all of Los Angeles. Uh, They actually did a unofficial signing last year and they got banned. (laughs) They got banned for a year from the Grove. Oh, that's yeah, brilliant. Russo can't have that shit in his, 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 his Oh, God. Um, but so they wrote this book. They have come up with um, what they they call like a lexicon yeah. of language of, of in-game things. In fact, some of it has infiltrated its way into the oh. game. Um, there is a thing that happens on almost every single one-on-one date. Um, I don't remember if it happened in Gabby's one-on-one date, the one that you all watched in your two episodes. But it is when the the they they like they're coming they're coming together right like this is the guy this is the girl whether it's a bachelor or a bachelorette Mm -hmm. is the lead where the girl runs up to the guy jumps on him and wraps her Mm. legs around him. i can totally picture that yeah Yeah. yes so uh game of roses calls that the hooju the hug (gasps) jump um and producers call it the hooju contestants call it the hooju now like it is infiltrated its way on and this was not shown on air but a contestant on the show i don't know how she got this because they get their books taken away and their phones and stuff like that she was spotted reading oh shit so 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 they're infiltrated i have a lot of questions i want to ask about you just said you just said this you said this to us also like when we were texting they are so they're in isolation that was not clear to me Yes, because like yes. in the in the no, second episode me? we watched, um, Gabby and Zach go on the one on one date, and you just see all these you cut to all these shots of all the other women just sitting in a room, kind of kvetching at each other, and like crying and drinking, yep. and it's like it's just like do they just lock themselves in that room for eight hours? They're not allowed to do anything. Jesus Christ! Um, there, and that is why. Like, there's a certain degree of, like, come on, do you really give in that much of a shit about right. this guy that you're sobbing over him? But if you think about, like, yourself, yeah. if you have nothing to distract mm-hmm. you and you're only focusing on this one thing, you spiral, yeah. you know? So there's certain times where I kind of have to cut the girls a oh, little yeah, bit of yeah. slack because I'm, like, I'm oh, like... I think you mean all of the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, um, every, like some I of those, couldn't some of those believe girls. how they treated... no. No, but still, no, but like, what are they, but what are they, tell, what are they building these girls up to when they're in here? Like, the first girl, like Madison from the first episode, so let's talk about the first episode. So it was a 30-girl parade yes. of people that were all coming in, and it was, some of them they'd met before, 25 of them were new, and it was, as you talked about, it was a full-long ceremony, he's getting introduced to every girl one-on-one. What I didn't know is that they have, like, entrance lines and yes. stunts just like Drag yes. Race, where it is like, here's my prop, here's my yeah. witty line, I'm gonna do it. Um, our Gabby, our wonderful Vermont gal, made him drink syrup. syrup on the first, which I thought, well, she's gone, I'm like, yes, she can't I thought be that in too. here. Meanwhile, 
um, a gal from New Orleans came on with a trumpet, and I thought, well, that's going to get her to stay. No, she wasn't. She was one of the ten that was kicked yes. off. What is this yes. insanity? Uh, so, but they're all introduced in there, mm-hmm. and Madison was one of the girls, and she didn't like her one-on-one time that she, like little time she got with him didn't click well, and so then. We are cutting away during all the other segments to her having a meltdown because she's like, I fucking blown it. I, this is it. I'm done. I'm done. So I'm gone. Like I, I had one chance. I had one shot. I blew my chance to blow. This opportunity comes one of a lifetime. Mom spaghetti. And she cannot handle it. And then she, in the context of the show, as we talked about earlier, comes out, interrupts, you know, just before the rose ceremony where he's going to cut, you know, 10 women. Oh. And she says, Hey, I need to know. Basically, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't go into this roast ceremony and not be picked and be humiliated in front of everyone. So I need to know: should I go into that roast ceremony or not? And he, like you said, to his credit, told her, "No, go I'm. Yeah. You should go home. Thank you. I, I appreciate you coming to me. I understand the situation you're in." But she walked away. But the part that threw me was like, I get being sad. But she's like, I threw, like, I threw my life I, I, away. My life's yeah. gone. With my life away, it's all it's gone. And I'm just like, what happened to this girl? What? So, what's so the I'll, story? I'll we don't you. know. I'll tell you. And this isn't specific to her, but just in general, um, this show can film up to like two plus months. Um, you may go home night one. You may go home the end. You might be in the finale. Um, you don't know, so you have to quit your job. Or you have to do something to like go on a leave of absence or things like that. So I'm guessing, and A, they're drunk. They're tired. (laughs) That shit goes on for 12 plus hours. I am guessing she was like, I can't believe I stopped my life for this. And I'm not feeling it. He's not feeling it. So I'm guessing that was an exhaustion spiral a lot. Mm -hmm. It's it's also like the villain edit, right? Where they they make her look more pathetic by how they cut it and everything Mm -hmm. yeah it's the first girl out from drag race you know you think about all the costumes and things that they prepared and they don't get a chance to showcase it and it really sucks to be the first one to go yeah so i i definitely understood where she was coming from but when she said that i was just like wait a minute what what are they signing away here like this isn't (laughs) like they spent like on drag race where they've spent you know ten thousand dollars or whatever and oops sorry you're out episode one you know or other shows where it's like oh i'm a a chef and this is my reputation and now people are going to think i'm a shit chef and i can't get any work because they just think of me as this failure or whatever you know i didn't understand the stakes so now it's a two-month filming yeah I was also just worried that all of them were true believers and that that's what the was the ramp up was for that this was yeah. all a bunch of people who really thought they were going to get their fairy tale and are on like the razor's edge if they don't get it because they've been so but, vamped up to be like no this is my one chance or literally what am I going to do be an old maid okay but life. like we got a we got a bunch of that in the in the fifth episode where there were fewer women left and it was further along. I think it's mm-hmm. okay to have that reaction. I think what was just confusing was it was like night one, people are already this this extreme about it. Yeah, being yeah. led on after several weeks and that. So I guess we'll finish talking about the first episode because you're right. The context of of during the fifth episode made more sense because they've been with him a while and it's a little bit different than it's like literally i haven't even i really haven't had a chance to get to know him as a person and now i'm out of here and it's Mm -hmm. whatever and stuff so absolutely who Um, are some of the girls that stuck out to you 
when you were both of you when you were first watching it and did they make it did they not and then Lori, maybe were some of the ones that you knew based on the edit oh they're not going to make it no matter what that kind of thing. i mean i've, I've yeah. said many times i loved pig girl the girl with the pig oh my god mm -hmm. yes that's mercedes i think was pig girl um i'm looking at the list because i don't remember any of their yeah. names. that was the one from iowa i believe correct? so yes I've, yes, because Big Girl was yes. from Iowa. Of course she was, yes. Yeah, she actually just got cut in the fifth episode that mm -hmm. we were in. Yeah, she did. She did. She did. Um, so the thing, uh, and and I'm going to answer this question, but I'm going to kind of go around sure. in a couple of ways. Would you, would you like some context about the five that he met previously? So I kind of got the context of, it was on the finale of the last series where I'm assuming he was the Bachelorette and he... Or like the, there was a bachelorette and he was on there and they yeah. brought these five women on the end of the bachelorette and said, hey, these are the first five women you're going to meet. And then America voted on. Yes, one Amer of America's them. choice rose. America's, America's voted. Rose. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they do that from time to time. Um, a lot of times the next season lead will get announced on what's called after the final rose. Yes which is like the post show of the finale. Um, so Zach got announced as the bachelor. We all went her <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, eh? um, and, uh, they brought out these five. Now this America's Rose thing was the first one. The first time that's ever happened. They were like, vote on Twitter and tell us who deserves America's Rose. And they had hashtags for each yeah. girl. They did it over the course of a commercial break or two. Um, no, the producers wanted uh, uh, Brie, or no, not Brie. Um, uh, yeah, no, Brie. They wanted her to be, uh, I think they were setting her up in an edit for potential future Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, but some shit went down in an episode that you all did not watch um, that she, le she left on her own. She was like, oh. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. She was gone the first episode. No, she wasn't. America's Rose? Nope. Wait, I thought that was the one that was wearing the rose outfit. No, that was someone else. But she that wasn't was someone else. I won. Oh, that was yeah. someone else? Oh. Yeah. There, okay, there are 30 of them. It's well, There no, are wait, 30 wait, of them. Well, it's okay for us to get confused. That's true, but then I guess I don't know who America's Rose picked one. I thought it was the one that was wearing all the roses. I guess that was just a stunt. But, um, but yeah, the producers decided that she was going to get the, that she was going to be the winner. Uh, yeah, her name is Brianna Thorburn. She's gorgeous, and she's like an entrepreneur and has her own business and stuff like that. And yeah, she got to a point in the third episode, there was a lot of shit with um, Christina Mandrell of the Mandrell Sisters. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Brie was like, bye, I'm leaving on my own. Peace out. What, okay, Feeling what it. went down? What like... So give, Christina, give a quick bridge synopsis between our bridge between episode one and five. So Christina Mandrell, who was the only contestant to ever have her last name in a Chiron, <laughs> because uh, she, she gave it a party bus. She can she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, she was a party bus girl. She was fun. She was fun in night one. I actually thought the like this or that game where they kept getting opposites. I actually thought that was really yeah. cute and really fun. You know, um, she got very. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here for Zach, blah, blah, blah. She got the first one-on-one -on -one date in episode two and she got to meet his family. Whoa. And like- It usually yeah. happens much yeah, later, that right? happens so much. 
Yes, it always happens later, but every so often there is a one-on-one -on -one date where somebody gets to meet the oh. family. The funniest thing is that Peter Weber, who was Bachelor season 24, I think, um, he brought, who ultimately ended up being his second place person, home to meet his mom. His mom fucking hates her. And it was their, uh, his parents' vow renewal. <laughs> so all the photos from his parents' vow renewal have Madison in them. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but Christina got a big head from having met his family um, and was very much like, I'm more important than the rest of you. And in the next episode, like on a group date, she didn't get the group date rose. Um, and she was like, I don't understand. Like, on our one-on-one, -on -one, like, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> um, and she was just mean to people. And when Brie was realizing, I'm not into him and I don't think he's into me, I'm just going to tell him what a piece of shit Christina is. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Okay, well, I'm yeah. into that. Did Did Christina stay after yeah. that or did she get cut also? Okay. No. He's okay, home. Okay. Wow. He's okay. Home. Do you know what? Okay. Taking a Markov cocktail to a contestant on the way out. Okay. I'm going to burn innate that. Like, okay. I'm yes. fine with, with that happening. Like, yes. take Because also, I like that you laughed and you thought the opposite thing was cute. I'm like, well, this clearly means they have no chemistry and should immediately break up and not. She shouldn't have survived the first day. Like, when he. When the moment when. He picked dragons and she picked dinosaurs and she went, really? That? And I'm like, no, God, bye. This is like, you asked me my opinion on dragons versus dinosaurs. You Then you acted like I picked wrong. What? These, these don't have yeah, answers. What's your problem? Like, no, out of here. Go, go away, lady. She was a problem from the start. I could have I warned him about her. I, I mean, I, 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 I could see a world where that, you, that seems intriguing and you want to get to know this person. Like, I, like, I think there's yeah. a, there's an aspect of it that's cute. I definitely think it could go either way. And, and like, we, we now know with the, with, the, with, the, with the glory of hindsight how it ends up. Yes, yeah. I, I always find it cute when people accuse my choices of being incorrect. My opinions of immediately being wrong. <laughs> Missy has never been nagged in her life is what we're learning. Uh, no, I have been nagged. The difference is I don't like it and I don't take it. Uh, another thing that people think may have played into why Zach was more like okay with sending Christina home, even though they had great chemistry together, mm -hmm. they did like on their one on one, they were they were hot together, the two of them. They were clearly into it. Um, she is a mother mm -hmm. and has a oh, child. Oh and, no! Yeah, and family, family. And he one of the three, and he was like. Oh, great yeah and um people are like he wasn't ready to be a stepdad which i also i think is valid sure. i think he probably should have been more honest about that like not everybody's ready um to date someone with kids um but a lot of people think that is and then also fun fact christina mandrell influencer for a long time again daughter of a mandrell sister uh was in a taylor swift who are the mandrells why are we talking are we talking about oh, them like they're a thing a pretty famous uh, singing group from like the sixties, I think. I've, I maybe I'd hear know if I heard. Yeah. Of them. Yeah, they're uh, uh, Mandrell sisters, Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell hmm. sisters. Huh. Uh, it, there was a, a variety show in the eighties that ran for two seasons. 
Um, yeah, they're they were uh, they were pretty famous at the time. Well, if your last name famous, flaunt it, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have five. Oh, well, go hold, ahead. hold on. Hold, no, no. I, I have a lot of questions I want to ask, specifically about episode one. The, these are thoughts I had. Yeah. Um, are the women's bios real? I don't know if I'm being honest. Um, like the bios is in their chirons yeah, yeah. of like their jobs yeah. and stuff. Um, I I do think so. Um, because like the ones that are nurses are almost always mm-hmm. nurses. Um, like Gabby Windy, who was one of our leads in the double bachelorette last season, was a, a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and also an ICU mm. nurse, like during COVID. Okay. Um, so I think so, but usually it ends up pivoting and becoming influencer. Sure. Okay. Um, um, and then on Bachelor in Paradise, they always have funny chirons where the producers just make oh, okay. jokes in nice. their chirons. Um, when they apply to be on the show, they don't know who the Bachelor of the Bachelorette is going to be, right? Because if for the most part, right. no. Um, so depending on which is uh, so which a lot is of insane times to me. I'm sorry, from which is insane to me. I know. Um, a lot of times there is a general idea mm-hmm. of like the top three or four that are more than likely to be, be the bachelor or bachelorette. So um, like there was a contestant many years ago who said that um, like she, she wanted this one guy to be on it. And she was like, all right, I guess I'll go on it when she found out it was the mm-hmm. other guy. And then there was also a uh, pretty well-known um, like in the bachelor world, former contestant from the bachelorette. So a woman who said that, like, she flat out told them, I don't want to do it if this yeah. person's The Bachelor. Um, so there's that. Uh, sometimes they don't apply. Sometimes they are sought after and oh, yeah, by I can see that. They are scouted. Yeah. Um, Wait. A lot so, of like, time... someone could just reach out to me and be like, we think you might make a really good Bachelor if you want to come on. Yeah. That's yeah. oof. Oof. Um, a lot of times, uh, friends of former contestants get brought on mm-hmm. to the show. Um, so that'll happen. Um, and also, sometimes someone is, like, nominated by a mm. family member. Like, a lot of times with the male contestants on The Bachelorette, it'll be like my sister yeah. applied on my behalf. Sort of I didn't notice that, that they had that at the end, or the little splash, like, you know, nominate a loved one or a yep. relative for it. it. was Specifically, I think the senior one was where they said nominate the someone. They have, they have been in the in trying to do that show for like four years, the senior bachelor, but COVID fucked up a lot. Yeah. And well, Laurie, we should get in there. We should get in there. See, here's the thing, though. I would love to go on the show as long as I could just wear this sweatshirt sure, yeah, and yeah. jeans. That I have on. <laughs> um, okay, more qu- more questions I had. Um, are all the women? Do all the women look like this? Like, they, like they all kind of have the same sort of like they're white or they're they're very attractive, like 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 black lady who with they all kind of you know rail thin, somewhat short. Oh, they all dress the same. They all wear the exact same type of gown. Like, is there ever a, like, alternative girl or something on the show? Very rarely. Very, very rarely. The, um, I remember Nick Vial's season, which was the season where I came back into it. There was a, um, 
I, I'm not sure. I, I believe she's mixed race, but I believe she, she I'm, I'm going to say a black woman, um, a lighter skinned black woman who, again, I believe is mixed, um, who was the first bisexual mm. contestant that they had. Um, and she had a nose okay. ring. And she had curly hair, like like tight curls. Um, she did not get oh, far. Yeah. <laughs> she got... Um, I want to say, I mean, she wasn't eliminated sure. night one. Yeah, yeah. She was around yeah. for no, a little the, bit, but the, she probably was back. It's the time. ISIS king on America's Next Top Model. They don't eliminate her the first round, but she's not staying. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 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 racial politics of the show are that that was something else. It was like this man is being presented with a with a with a like a parade of beautiful white women and black women. Do they have do they screen yes. them for racists? No, no, no. That's unfortunately been a major plot point yeah. before. People being pieces of racist yeah, shit. Yeah, I've heard, the, that was in the context I'd heard before, was that yeah. leaks of some, people finding out afterwards that, oh yeah, the person that I got engaged to is just like a Trumper or a racist or is all those things. Yeah. At least it happened more than, more than once. No. Yeah, and I was really wondering, like, how often do interracial couples end up like winning the show? Um, so that is it, is it called, that is it called happened. winning the show? I'm just, no, I'm just only interesting because like, is it, you're actually called winning the show like you get a prize? Okay, no, yeah. I, that just seems again weird. Well, what your, are you winning? Your prizes, your prizes prize is that you get married. Yeah, your prize is a, is a, is a ring. They put a you ring can on do that it. for free. Um, so, so interestingly, so they have had two black bachelorettes there was rachel and then there was um taisha uh and they have had one black bachelor that was matt james a couple seasons ago um rachel is still married to her winner um she married a uh believe he's cuban but he is fairly like white sure. passing um he, he may be like full-on white i might be wrong he might just be from miami <laughs> um he is from uh southern florida but they got married and they are still together um Tasha, her winner they broke up after about a year she left with a white man uh matt who was again that first black bachelor um matt is still with his the one he chose at the sure. end, um, who is a white yeah. woman. However, Matt's season is the one where a lot of the racial stuff yeah. kind of exploded. Mm -hmm. Because Matt's season was the season that Chris Harrison, the former host, um, said some awful shit on Extra to Rachel Lindsay, the first Black Bachelorette. Um, so Rachel Kirkconnell, who is the person that Matt ended up picking... Um, photographs of her from 2018 um, at an antebellum college party mm. showed up where it was very like, plantation yes. and big dresses and stuff like that. Um, and it was a thing, uh, as, as I fully understand, I, <laughs> it became a thing. I and had this in my notes. This is a modern debutante ball. That's what this is, like episode one. Yes, 100%. A hundred percent. So these photos came out. Um, Rachel has since come out and said she wanted to make a statement about it. And the producers told her no. 
she wasn't allowed to. So Chris Harrison goes on extra talking to his friend, Rachel Lindsay, a black woman, and is basically like, it was 2018. What did we know? It was different back then. This was in 2021. This was in 2021. Um, I'm not saying that would be okay in any context. It would have been different story though if it was 2021 and these photos were from 2000 yeah yeah you know where a lot of time had passed but it was like three fucking years Obama Um, had been and had previously been it was enough time for him to have not been president by that point yes so yeah so that was a whole thing that Chris Harrison ended up not hosting the show anymore and there was a lot of conversation they had a very um Hard to watch, but in a way that I think was important um, after the final rose where there was, I forget the man who hosted it. It was a a black man who had written some books about like racial politics, having like frank discussions with Matt and with Rachel about all of this. Now they broke up for a while. They have since gotten back together and they have been together for over a year, a year and a half at this point. And at least based on social media, they seem very happy. Um, And she has come out and made statements about how truly sorry she is and how she wishes she could have addressed it Mm -hmm. sooner and um, seems to be very, like, genuine and contrite in how she's coming across versus Chris Harrison, who won't even talk about, like, why he got fired, just (laughs) that he got fired. (laughs) Like... He won't say, like, I made a terrible mistake and said things I shouldn't have. Well, I was on a show and now I'm not anymore, so here we go. Okay, but... Um, but in terms of that has been like winner, uh, and then there's some stuff on paradise too, where like people have got interracial couples have come out. Um, there was only one non, I, I, I don't think I'm misspeaking, but I may be misspeaking two seasons ago on bachelor in paradise. Uh, a black man and a black woman ended up together and got engaged. They then broke up not long after that. However, that was the first time that two people of color had left any of these shows together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and also, and also, if I if I got the, the 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 order of things you said correctly, it means that a white bachelor has never picked a black woman. Correct. Correct. It's fucking Are they, correct. And they've never picked now, anyone of. I'm assuming we're only saying a black person because that's been the only one that's ever mattered and that other minorities haven't even been considered up until like that's yeah. that that's the only considerations that we've gotten up to. Up I don't even point. think was there was there an Asian contestant this year? Well, yes, so. the one from New Orleans, but she got uh, oh. she was gone the first episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or at least she she looked now, Asian, should there... say. Obviously we didn't get a chance to know because she was booted right away. Yeah. Um there have been some um very well-liked Asian contestants that have come out of the show that have gone on Bachelor in Paradise that have done well for themselves and kind of, again, that spawn con world. Um, there was a contestant on Tasha's. Oh, I should also say there was a weird season of Bachelorette where um, our Bachelorette left with someone at week two. I remember this. <laughs> I remember this. You didn't know this, Alice? You could, you could do that? <gasps> You can no, if you ever really done in love. It I remember because yeah. it was like yeah, everyone so- stopped the competition. I need to be with this person now, and I don't give a fuck anymore. Now this was an interesting one because so that was Claire Crawley 
Um, Claire had been, Claire was the oldest bachelorette we had ever gotten. I believe she was Alice. I think she was 38. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. I know. <laughs> um, but she had been on uh, Juan Pablo's season of The Bachelor many, many years ago. Juan Pablo, garbage person. Um, and she got named as The Bachelorette. And then COVID happened. Mm. So she had gotten named as the Bachelorette. They were about a week away from filming. And COVID happened. So everybody got sent home. She got sent home. This was the first time that the list of contestants was available for the lead to look at. So they... They won't say this because obviously it's a no-no and against the rules, but the the kind of unwritten understanding is that they were yeah. talking on sure. like Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Beautiful. And then this, and then by the time they got around, they're like, okay, we could go through this whole shenanigans. We could pretend to do a season or, or we, so wait, do you want to stunt or producers, producers, how about we swerve and we provide you better content than you could ever come up with? So what did they do then? Did they just pivot to the next season? They... No, so they, Claire and Dale left together and they brought, I think they knew something was coming because they brought in another bachelor. Oh, they just had one in the waiting in they the wings. Had, pretty oh. much. So Tasha had been kind of like the number two in terms of who, because they always have a couple right, of people. Right, because they all come from the last season. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Tasha was waiting in the wings yeah. and they brought her in. They must have. <laughs> They must have let the producers know and basically like, oops, we're falling in love. What do we do here? And they were like, here's our out. Two episodes, you get one to narrow it down. The second one you leave, we can bring in this other person who's ready to go. And we get the rest of the season smoothly. Because also the fact after two two episodes, they have enough time to bring someone in to complete it still. Like, yeah. Yeah. But the the, the notion of they allowed them to do this. Like, did they think they're not going to be able to fake? She's not gonna be able to fake being with the other people for the rest of the season. So I don't think producers liked Claire. Mm. Uh, Claire being in the grand scheme of like this world, a ancient person. She had been on the show years prior like she was not from the previous season she was from many years ago she had done this a whole lot she was like i don't want to fuck around and i think that that rubbed producers the wrong way and i think they were like okay you want to go sure (laughs) and i think they brought in someone who did their bidding so i was gonna say the only comparison i have is in drag race there was a contestant in an all-star season who voted themselves out for basically winning too much and was like "I, i i'm just gonna go like i'm done but that's different because it was you know i know it's yeah. the only comparable thing of like i'm sure the producers weren't planning it but they you know they had no reason to say no because you're limiting from yourself but it's different than if like your main content like that is just yeah they had to have known they wouldn't i don't think they had they would have had to have a plan ready to go because otherwise they hadn't they came up with a god tier exit plan like real quickly otherwise yeah i know okay i, I know Nuts. I have one last thought about the first episode, which is the minute at the end where they were talking about Keggles during the credits was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> and, and this was, and yeah. this was oh, true for the second this. episode. This was true for the second episode, too. The like minute where you get the unfiltered version of their, they're just hanging out talk it's, it's was the amazing. best. 
It's great. So, Missy, at the end of every episode during the credits, now if you watched on like Hulu or something like that, it probably immediately went to the next episode. Like a I lot think of I was credits, immediately getting to, like, to the next episode so I could just get it done with. Got yeah. It. I don't think I even fit. I don't um, think I even got always, to the credits in the first episode before I was on to the next one. Yeah. There's always some kind of like bloopery yeah. sort of thing that they do, and it's always really dumb. Um, like, I'll just tell you obviously, you all didn't watch the most recent episode that aired last night, but there was, they were in Estonia, and there was an Estonian. Oh, I witch love Estonia. Oh, I always date. wanted to go to Estonia. Maybe I do need. No, I'm not watching this episode. What am I talking about? Fuck, bail. No, 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 no. <laughs> tell me about it, but no, I'm not watching. But, uh, uh, the the po the credits moment was like the and it was a lot of like sage and like staring into the yeah. flames and a lot of like new okay, age sort of stuff like date. that um, and they were standing around um like a, a big fire and they basically had to like shout into the fire stuff that they loved and somebody I forget what somebody said Zach goes I love Twix which I thought sure. was very funny and then they all went around to a couple other things and this one girl goes I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, yeah, so the credit so, stuff is So if fun. there was just a super cut at the end of the season of all those like one minute credit sequences, I would watch that. I would totally watch that. I know. I know. They always try to, they always do a blooper reel during like yeah. the Women Tell All or the After the Final Rose, and it's never as yeah. fun as just those dumb credit sequences. Okay, let's move on to episode five, which is the other episode we watched. We watched this one because you, as you said, it was unprecedented for the show. The, the, yes. the cast is off to the romantic capital of the world, London. London. A, London. City of romance. Oh, when I think of all the great <laughs> lovers of the world, Margaret Thatcher. Uh, Winston Churchill. King Winston Charles Churchill. III. All the Tampax wannabeing people of the world. Oh, so much romance. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Blah. Yeah. Blah. Um, we get, so... To my surprise, Gabby's still alive, and then not only is she alive, she gets she gets the one on one, which is as she we said before. She gets the one on syrup girl, which was, which was which was legitimately like a really really like very very romantic and nice date. I was really impressed by how much I was into it. It basically was like a literal pretty woman sequence where mm -hmm. you just got pampered mm -hmm. and doted on and everything. Like, I, uh oh, yeah. that during that sequence, I understood the appeal of, oh, this is a level of stuff that you get offered as a contestant. Oh, now I see why it's worth putting yourself no. up. For, like, to some people, it would be worth putting up for the risk because you get an experience to go on, like, the vacation of a lifetime. Or you might get to sit in a box for a while. You know, hey, but, sure. if, you know, more but, but, but also, no. if you want to be on TV, you, you're on TV. There's, 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 there's intrinsic reward. Um, yeah. I will say not every day. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. If a date like that happens, it is once during mm -hmm. a season. Like one of the one-on-ones last night was they walked around Estonia. But yes, that date was lovely. I love yes. Gabby. I love her. I, I loved her in night one. I really liked how she talked about herself in a self-deprecating yeah. way that didn't feel hateful no. to herself. Um, it felt That's fun. That's very yes. true. Yeah. There were people who were truly hating, who are hating on themselves oh, yeah. on that. But I, even from the first moment, I'm like, oh, she gets that. She got that. That maybe the syrup thing was weird, but she also isn't stressing like, well, and right. my life is over now no. because of the syrup. It's like, no, like, it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, maybe it'll work, maybe not. It's like, I'm 
such a dumb shit. Oh my god. Like it was like like silly, like hating sure. herself, yeah. quote unquote. You know? And and and, and, and so as we I alluded love- to earlier, I forget who it was who was crying. Was it Greer who was crying? Greer Greer, who speaking of the racial politics of the show, um so Greer, I will say, is a child. She is like twenty-two yeah, yeah. years old. Um some tweets from when she was a literal teenager, like 14, 15 years old, um, came out where she was like defending blackface. Oh, um, delete your yeah. old tweets. Just that delete is, your old tweets if you're going to be on TV. Delete your old, delete your old Jesus tweets. Christ, that's people. that's a situation though where I'm always a little like, oh my god, they're but they were like, not that it was right. okay. Though they were a yeah. child, their like, brains it, were not formed. Right, but you yeah. have to atone. You have yeah. to do. Oh, something. absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. But yes, Greer is the one who was yeah. sobbing the whole time. And Greer is the one who So Greer's thing, and I I believe they mentioned it a little bit later on, she loves yes, tea. Yes, yes. She was and the she one who she a, loves tea. She does she told Zach that she loves tea. Has a tea tattoo. And this date was supposed to be all for her. Tea brought her family As together. if Zach won. As if Zach's the one who plans right. these dates. It's the producers right. who plan these dates. And as if, as if Zach remembers anything she said, like, five seconds after after they, they stopped filming. Zach right? was lucky he didn't have a parasite mm-hmm. from the catering. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, her um, crying in front of, of in front of a hotel door, and then Gabby coming in with all of her, like, dresses, saying, like, oh, that's my room, was... was it was art. Yeah. It was. It was art. Yeah, but it I'm was gonna be honest. Beautiful. It was the moment I got really sad, and it was the moment I really turned and was like, "I don't like this show anymore." Like this is just mean. Like e- okay, n- even now we can say, "Oh, she had racist tweets." And you can say you can hate on her if you want, and like call her the villain, or whatever. But it's yeah. like, yeah, I understand the stress of like having your dream date flaunted in front of you with also a dream romance with a person that like isn't you know didn't pick you and like. It just seems, again, I just don't know why you would even put yourself in that situation. And you can say, yeah, these girls all agreed to do it. But again, the producers, like, doing the little things, like, putting her in front of the hotel room there. It's just unnecessary stuff on top of unnecessary stuff. Where it's like, why is I am a viewer supposed to like this? That's my question. Why am I supposed well, to sit here and just like this and find it funny or entertaining and not just, like, mean and awful? I mean, I think the counterpoint is... Anyone who's going into that show has to know what they're signing up for at this point. It yeah, is I not know like I'm saying that, but why am I enjoying it? But why am I why am I enjoying it? What am so, I getting from it? I was asking myself this the entire viewing so, experience. What am I supposed to like or get about this? So I'll say the current crop of producers who've been around for the last handful of years are mean. Um, they absolutely put the contestants and even the leads, like the shit that they did to Gabby and Rachel last season was terrible. Absolutely terrible. There used to be a producer of the show. His name is Alon Gale. Alon is, I don't know if either of you watched Fuckboy Island mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Um, he created mm-hmm. and, and rest, and rest produced in peace. That. He, yeah, rest in peace. Um, he is uh, engaged or married to um, blank on the actress's name, but the person who played Castle's daughter mm. on Castle. Yeah. Uh, and they seem super fun. And he's very much kind of in the comedy world. And Alon managed to make a show without it being cruel. There were moments of sure. meanness. It's just sort of the nature sure. of 25 people dating one right. person. But Alon 
had a lightness to how he produced the show that this current crop absolutely mm. do not have. Absolutely mm. do not have. Now, I watch it because I don't know how to give yeah. things up. I've been watching it for years, and you're going to probably have to pry it from my cold dead hands. I watched every episode of Glee. Ooh. Like, I watched every that, that episode of Glee. Glory. I, I, the, other, yeah. see, the other thing I'll say is, like I said at the beginning or at the top, I kind of viewed it like wrestling where I know it's over the top and like over dramatic, and I feel like it's being overwrought for TV. Like, I guess I just didn't think of it as real. I guess I just know that too many people do. And that's what I don't like is that it yeah. perpetuates such an irresponsible, materialistic, like narcissistic, self-centered way to think about going through life and through romance that is never going to get any person who's watching this and thinks this is the way to go about things, a real relationship in real life. And it just is like well, a right. terrible... Yes. But it's just like... It's, I just don't understand. I don't know. I also just don't like romance. I just generally I was gonna say, don't. Yeah. So you, you're I've, the one who doesn't like romantic comedies, and I feel like this is just like the romantic comedy of a game show. But there's no comedies. Yes. No, but the comedies and things like oh, I, I, the, the comedies and things like putting <laughs> Greer in front of in front of um, Gabby's room. I don't. It's like I don't the know. Comedy I guess if you is like watching that... sad clowns. The comedy of it is uh, a parade of girls going, can you see me? Do I pick up the iPad? Oh, like... God, yes. Okay, Are you so... my best friend through an iPad? So we have to talk have about... A through a door? Zach got, Zach got COVID. He got and... the vid. That's the big reveal. Yes. And so they, they isolate him, and it's like, oh, no. Like, that whole section was like, that was really where... I really felt like this is not real because it's like the women, well, sorry, the, the girls have like the object permanence of a toddler. If they don't see Zach around, they're worried he disappeared. And then like Zach yeah. sitting in his room being like, the women, I have to see the women. The women need me. Yeah. Now I, I will say there is talk. I, I, I didn't really listen to most of my podcast last week because of some personal sure. stuff. Um, but I saw something that people say that the shots of him in the hotel room were filmed in LA, like after oh, the fact, and that. like yeah, probably yeah, I, that makes sense <laughs> to me. Um, but uh, the the thing that just made me laugh so hard when it's like Zach's feeling under the weather, so he's not going to join you on this group date, and they're like, "I feel so stuck. Yeah. I bet he'll feel okay enough to go on this date with Charity tomorrow." Um, and then it took them so fucking long to finally be like, "We're out of the hotel. Let's enjoy being outside." I did like you know, when, when they were they by themselves. That was beautiful. Yeah, they didn't it, need a man. It took, way, it took way too long for them to get to that point, though. Long. It took way too long. Now I don't love them harassing that poor guard. Oh, yeah. Um, like hard work. However, they were having fun. Yeah. Like I was like, yes, enjoy your time. When they were talking to the barmaid, yes. I loved that. And the pose, the credit scene, Alice. That was the, them like doing stuff in the British yes. accent, yes. right? Where they were like yeah. teaching. Yeah. She was teaching them like British yes. phrases. When the barmaid told them, like, I, I, I can't remember what it was, but something like, oh, come off it. When they basically said they're all dating the same guy and he's sick. Yeah. I was like, that woman is me and all of us right now. Like, literally, why are you worrying and thinking about him? Like, get on with it. Oh. 
there was definitely a weird thing where they they were introducing him as their boyfriend. Multiple of them said that, which I thought was really strange. We're all dating the same guy. (laughs) Yeah, and I think the thing the thing that really shocked me was. Like, okay, I, I watched the first half of the episode. Like, the one-on-one date, like I said, I, I was really bought into the romance of it. I thought it was really well done. They have yeah. their, like, conversation where they're, they're talking over dinner. It feels like, okay, these two are really connecting. I see it. Like, like sign the paperwork now. I think they're done. And then he's then he's basically having that exact same conver- level of conversation with all of the other women through the, through the, the iPad. I was just like, oh, this is yeah. just psychotic. Now, one-on-one dates a lot of times are where and part of it is because they don't have a lot of time with him you know so you have to go through the steps that you can't be like what's your favorite star wars you know like you can't do like general combo like that the one-on-one dates end up becoming trauma dumping um i don't think gabby really did that on her but like last night um one of, like both Charity and um, Ariel had a little bit of trauma dumping in their one-on-one yeah. in previous weeks. They there actually have been two instances, once this season and once four seasons ago, where they have had to put a content warning ahead mm-hmm. of a one-on-one dinner date because of the talk that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. The first one being a contestant that was sexually assaulted. Um, this was from a couple seasons ago where she told her bachelor about being sexually assaulted. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, I forget if it was Kat or Katie, um, talked about being in a, a physically abusive relationship and, mm. and how it was to start off very like emotionally abusive. And then she was like, and one day I woke up and I had been punched out and a cop was standing over me, basically. And that's when I knew I had to leave. Like very heavy conversations that I don't love that are happening this quickly. However, I think yeah. it's very important that the show is showing them with a degree of gravity to it. Sure. Because yes. Missy, to your point before about kind of people's view of dating and stuff like that, there is going to be someone out there who is in a relationship like that, that like, is like, oh, it's okay. He loves me. Like he blah, 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 blah. Who is going to see this story and maybe have a realization of like, oh, this isn't okay, you know? And it's a lot of weight to put on a show like The Bachelor, you know? But there are so many women and so many people in middle America that like watch this. And I, again, I hate that it has to happen as quickly as it does because these people have known him for five hours maybe um but i I think it's it's important and it is one thing that i will give the show a little bit of credit for in treating it with like a degree of importance that yeah and i think shows can do that well you know it's similar in drag race when people will get on the trope of the gay trauma and you know oh we'll talk about the person whose family didn't love them or who did have that you know there are stories of sexual assault and physical assault that will get what we did and sometimes people are you know are like I don't want to watch, you know, I don't want this sad situation in the middle of, you know, a, a, you know, a, a show that's about par- parroting pop culture. But yeah, it is about building those moments in there for it. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I guess it is tonal shifting. I do, I would struggle to find how that tonally would fit with like the same sort of stuff that I've seen. But obviously when it comes up in the it's reality hard. of the show, you do just have to treat it with a light brush. It's definitely hard. And again, they don't necessarily put the trigger warning ahead of every like drama dumping uh, one-on-one dinner date. It's really only been the ones that have have been like very serious crimes have been committed sort of things. Um, 
But yeah, it's always trauma dumping and it's always like, oh my God. I'm like, what about just asking like, what's your favorite season of The Simpsons? <laughs> like, you know, or like, yeah. or, or here's the, um, uh, our, our friend Haley has in her Hinge profile, um, I forget what she says exactly, but she has something about Rise of, or no, of, of The Last Jedi. It, she has something yes. about Star Wars The Last Jedi in it. And it's a perfect um, filter for her to get rid of the fuckwads who think Last Jedi is yeah. crap. So. That's smart. That's smart. Um, I was going to say, it's like it, it's like me watching um, I Love That For You. And when one of the characters is revealed to be a hoarder, I look at it and I go, oh, that looks exactly like my house. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, okay. I have, I have more questions yeah. from episode five. Does anyone not accept the rose at the ceremony ever? Um, not that I know of offhand. Um, a lot of times people will just go to him separately or go to the lead sure. separately and say, like, so, like I was saying, Brianna earlier, being like, right. you're not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to go. Yeah. That happens. But like um, never, not that I know of in a situation where like a rose has been in the process of yeah. being given out. Because they, they kind of build it up like that, but then it's like, like, like in the first episode, it's like, yes, obviously I'm going to accept the rose. Like, oh, yeah. But they, but they go through the, the, they go through the, the exercise of making him say it to everyone. You know what? I'm going to backtrack the shit show that was last season of The Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, so there was a couple weeks where they were just kind of all, the girls were dating all the guys at the same time, right? Uh, they got to a point, though, where they were like, no, we are going to have a rose ceremony where we divide them up. And it is like, I, uh, Miss, you give your rose to this person. I give my rose to this person. You give your rose to this person. I give my rose to this person. And poor Rachel Reckia had numerous men where she offered them the rose and they said, oh, I want to date Gabby. That would be, that's like, that's, that is like kickball shit. Cruel. That is terrible. Cruel. So cruel. Um, so outside of that, I don't think so. But last season there were uh, a couple of, a couple of those. My favorite okay. thing though, and, and Missy, I know you watched Burning Love um, in the first episode of, of the, the Bachelor season of Burning Love mm -hmm. with Orlando, he calls someone the wrong name. Um, yes. And that is a thing that happened. To Jesse Palmer, our host. Oh, oh my word. He was a bachelor, Jesse Palmer. I did not watch his season, but I do know that during I maybe night one, but they're also meeting 30 some odd people night one. He called out a name and the wrong person stepped forward. I've seen that clip before. I remember that. He's like, oh, oh no, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean you. I'm, I meant the one behind you or something like that. What's your name? Oh, yeah. yes, you. I mean you. And then the, that counts also confused. Like, well, thank you for the rose, but you also forgot my name. So, okay, thanks. I know. So that's happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do, do the women ever get into physical altercations? Um, I don't think so. There have been dates where, like group dates, where the the thing that they do has some sort of physicality to it. Like I, right. Like, but they're never like slapping each no. other or punching each other out no. or anything. Okay. No. What about, what about the, what about flip side? What about what, on, on the bachelorette? Um, so 
No, dot, 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 dot. Um, okay, so okay. There was a contestant in JoJo Fletcher's season named Chad, who was very roid ragey and threatened to beat people up a lot and ended up getting kicked off and then went on Bachelor in Paradise and... I wish I remembered exactly what he said, but he threatened Chris Harris. I'm so sorry. He threatened people on one show, and then they're like, oh, sorry, you're getting kicked off to our other show. Fuck these producers. Fuck this. Like, put the, put, they, oh, I guess they his put liability him in the van and drives to the cleared. other set, right? Oh, like, my God. Um, and he got kicked off of Paradise, and then there have been fights on Paradise between men, like, okay. like physical fights. Sure, um, yeah. Not, like, a lot, it, a lot, but th- there's yeah. been physical fights. Especially, like, a little bit in episode one, especially in episode five, it felt like some of the women were ready to throw down. You should watch episode six. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Um, so the other thing is, we watched, we strategically watched this. This was my suggestion because, like, part of me was like, I don't really like, I'm not, I'm not straight and I don't really like men, but getting to see a bunch of women in, like, evening gowns, like, hang out and, and have fun seems like something i could be into yeah and i don't know it was it was fine but but for you as a as a presumably straight person as a straight lady which do you like more bachelor or bachelorette bachelorette okay the men are so fun like they grow out together there are certain times when like they don't give a shit about going on a date with the lady they want to hang out together and work out and it's so funny jesus christ okay so funny yeah see Okay, so we made the right choice for me yes. in this in picking this one. But. Yes, um, I enjoy The Bachelor, and I enjoy um, figuring out who our next lead is going to be because I really appreciate the women who have a sense of personality to them, like mm-hmm. the Gabbies. Like um, you didn't really get to see too much of her in either episode that you watched, but there's Ariel, who is the other dark like black haired white woman who um as she's like a marketing executive from new york she's yes. so fun we we love ariel um and i like and like gabby windy who was one of our bachelorettes last season she is a fucking goofball like she's the weirdest person i've ever met in my life met in my life or like she's one of the weirdest people i like follow on the internet i love her um so I appreciate when you get kind of the weirdo women in there. Um, and I also appreciate when you can pick out, like, who's going to be great on Paradise. You know, like, mm. there are some people who it's like, all right, whatever, you're going to be on Paradise because you're a shitster. But then you'll be like, oh, you're going to be on Paradise because you are what Game of Roses calls a colorful narrator. Um, which means that during um, the little the little interim shots of them in a room where they're talking to the camera... Yeah. Um, confessionals. The confessionals. Yes. yes, the confessionals. They are talking about what's going on, and they're being funny, and they're being fun, and stuff like that. But the there's a lot of drama with the women, um, as you can see. There's a lot of crying. There's a lot of stuff like oh, yeah. that, um, and it can get exhausting. It can really get exhausting. Um, I really wanted you all to watch episode five because, again, it had never happened before. It had absolutely never happened before, and it was is our first ever virtual rose ceremony. Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. He he has to find his person, and he's running out of time. It's not fair. How is he gonna find his person? Oh, and my best friend isn't in my room with me. (laughs) Now I will say, like they in this episode that aired last night, it was a lot of I haven't seen you in so long, and it's like 
they're kind of not wrong. He isolated for like seven to ten days, so it is a yeah. long time. Um, in the scheme of like the filming of the show, because that's sure, like, yeah, 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 over two months. Um, right. Fun fact: Greer got COVID too. Mm. I don't know how. It's not like she was fucking with him. <laughs> like... I I had a theory about this. I had a theory about why Zach got COVID and Gabby didn't because okay. they were you know they were locking face. One of them is vaccinated. Mm. Good point. Someone pointed out on Twitter that when they were describing <gasps> the fragrances, she was the one describing all the fragrances and he didn't. And the next day he was like, uh, I might have something. That's the, the meme of the two of them smelling. And it's like the moment Zach realized he had COVID. <laughs> it's exactly the one. It's exactly it. So good. So, so, so good. Yeah. But yeah, we found out in last night's episode that Greer got it too. That was that was something I didn't really understand, which was like Greer used is like, oh, I I I know what it was like because I I've had to deal with like like my sales quarter and I, and I was getting I, I got sick and and everyone was like, how could she say that? It's so insensitive. I was thinking like that's her fucking job. I get it. I I agree. Um, I th- well, and then they made it this fucking moment. Sorry, they made it this moment where they're like, well, now she's going home. But then she was the last rose, and then it did this terrible cutting back and forth where it's her just, like, again, yeah. being terrible to herself and being like, well, I'm the worst. I'm terrible. I'm going home. I screwed it up. And whatever. They're like, and she gets a rose. And I was like, what was all that for? <laughs> now, Zach has since said, like, I was incredibly stressed out with having COVID and having to figure out oh, what yeah, we yeah. do and blah, blah, blah. And he has said, like, I know what she was saying, and I yeah. did not respond in the best way. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. She could have said it maybe with a little bit more like cushioning to it to be like, sure, like, yeah. Because it's not the same thing, but it's also like two important moments or two important things going on that like COVID is fucking over. So I, I fully understand why she brought it up, and I do not fault her at all yeah. for bringing it up. Um, she also but, talked in a very I, yeah. tossed off way, which I think it's just yeah. easy to misinterpret because. Yes. Mm-hmm. As being like not as you know, trying to make it sound like oh, it's not a big deal. But she's just very. She just that's how she talks about everything. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah, completely, yeah. completely. I, I yeah, I I just felt like they were made. They made much more of a, a mountain out of that than I than I would have expected. Completely. What completely. I almost just wonder too if it's like the only drama that happened during any of the video calls where they're like, well, this well, yeah, is the only thing we have, so we're gonna go with it. Yeah. Because they spent the rest of the time figuring out how to see each other with the iPad. I I know it wasn't Zach because it was clearly a producer, but I I thought it was really sweet when Charity went in and he was like, open that box. And it was a thing of Big Ben because they didn't get to go on their one-on-one date. I was like, that's Mm -hmm. cute. That's really, really cute. I also thought it was very sweet when Katie, who's one of the nurses on the show, um, brought him a little get well basket and sat outside the door and like talked with him for a while. I thought that was really sweet too. Yeah. I had a question because you say the producers, they are the Svengali's in these girls ears and doing it. Do yep. you think she, I'm sure they got the stuff for her, but do you think she actually came up with the idea and said, producers, can we get him a bag so I can deliver it? Or do you think um, they were like, hey, you want to help him? Well, we could get, we could get him a bag, you know, if you want, if you want to film something with, like, how does that, how do the contestants talk about how that works? Because there's a very subtle difference between those two scenarios. Um, I I'm not 100% sure, if I'm being honest with you. I think that it depends. In her case, 
I feel like she probably was talking to her producer because each contestant gets like their person who's like responsible for them. And probably forget that's a thing, yeah. Was probably saying like, oh, I feel so bad. I wish I could bring him something, blah, blah, blah. And the producer was probably like, we could figure something out. You know, like I could, I could, we could get something if you want to put like a thing together for him. So I think it's probably a mixture of both. Now, in that instance specifically. Now, in other instances, like a steal, they're probably like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have time with Zach if you don't go in and steal him from this person who's talking about their childhood trauma right now. Is that a literal <laughs> reference to steal? Is like during the first episode where a girl would have sort of basically intermingle and they're like, they're all watching like weird crows, you know, and they're like, yeah, I steal you, I steal okay. That happens at cocktail parties, which is um, what you saw as like a virtual thing in episode five. Um, And also obviously all of episode one. Um, There's a lot of um, Zach or the bachelor or the bachelorette talking with a contestant and then somebody being like, can I steal you for a second? And the lead always- can I have a question. I really need it answered. Do and you like fish? Yeah. I was Zach just has, thinking about fish. Zach has said it's really fucking awkward when a woman tries yeah. to steal when you're in the middle of this. But he's also like, forget what his exact quote was, but he inferred like the producers tell him to go when somebody steals. Like go with the person mm. who's stealing, even if you're in the yeah. middle of like leave it at he the knows it's Right, it's constructive. It's, it's yes. constructive. He knows it is not 100% their idea to come over at that exact moment. Like, yeah. they're not going to not do it, but he also knows a producer had to say, you're allowed to go over and do this. Which, so that's where he's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. It's Absolutely. an interesting game to play, and it is a game. Because as you said, some people in the first night didn't get a chance to meet him, and they were gone. Like, it's true. It, yeah. But again, they yeah. over, like, it's so malicious to cast more girls that are even going to chance to get to meet him on the first night. Like, all the drag, ra- drag race girls going to meet Rue, at least, even if she kicks him out on, on the curb, you yep. know, night one. Yeah. That 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 would honestly be, like, if if I knew I had to meet RuPaul, that would make me not do it. Huh. That, that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. We um, we were uh, we were going to do possibly Drag Race after it up, but we realized it was going to be just a genuine issue if we tried to cover it. I'm like, that's fine. We'll, we'll go forward. Um, now, here's our moment, dear listeners, where we're going to give you a quick out because we are going to get into spoiler territory. Not spoilers about episode six, which uh, recorded with us last night. Because by the time that this airs, this all should be out. However, we're in the past before it's all out. So how do we know spoilers about this? Lori, do you want to get into a territory I'm familiar with because this happens in Drag Race, the Bachelor and Bachelorette spoiler fandom? Yes. So there is a man. His name is Reality Steve. Reality Steve. Oh, yes, please. This is wrestling. This is fucking wrestling. I told you. Reality Steve has one of the worst websites I've ever seen. It is a website straight out of 2008. Like, realitysteve.com. I see out of Perez Hilton. Go ahead ahead and look that shit up. Um, Steve has been... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's the Drudge Report with extra graphics. It's bad. Um, Yeah. He has been doing, like, new... Like, I think he started with a newsletter, and then he started his website, and he would talk about... The, the Bachelor and the Bachelor shows and he started hearing from people who were on the show and he started 
hearing, uh, especially because some of these dates are filmed outside. Right. Um, people would send in pictures of, hey, they're filming something in my town. And that would be a spoiler, right? Like, so-and-so's on this date, like, and and whatnot. Um, so he would start collecting spoilers and posting them. And he has spoiled essentially every season um, and is almost always correct. Um, he more than likely has inside like producers who feed him spoilers because it feeds into it, you know, like yeah. it, it just, the, the, produ- the show hates him, blah, blah, blah. And trust me, Steve's not a great guy. <laughs> He's not a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the show benefits because he's getting them to talk about like getting people to talk about the show, whatever. Um, so I had read spoilers. Um, that's how I've also like him getting spoilers is how I found out about the COVID episode. Originally it was just something unprecedented happened in London. There's only one, one on one date, the other one on one and the group date get canceled. We don't know what happens. And then a couple weeks ago, he's like, okay, I found out what happens. He got COVID. And I was like, amazing amazing um but uh but yeah i i have been spoiled through the end um would you like me to tell you who our top four is and who our winner is let's go with top four first again so listeners yes if you, if this is the point where you're dropping out because you know have thanks for uh, coming to not away watching this we always say give us them spoilers <laughs> okay, so here uh, we go. Top four. top four in no particular order. Katie, the nurse who brought him the the little uh, get well soon basket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariel, who is uh, again the other dark haired woman. She from she the Austrian one. No, she is from New York. She's from New York. Okay. Yeah. Um, Charity, who is the one that was supposed to get the one on one. In London, mm-hmm. and it got canceled. And Gabby. Yeah, yes! I knew it. I knew it. I knew Gabby was going to be there. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, I, the best for last. I am Team Gabby all the way. Team I'm, Gabby all the I'm, way. I'm going to be genuine. The only reason I was at all tempted, if it didn't just turn my stomach by the show was done, was Gabby. I was like, I'm yeah. really cute. And, and, and I only want to know what happened with her storyline. I'm so happy she's in top four. Okay. Continue. Now, and I will, how do you, have, how they get there? You don't know how they get there. No, I I do know a bit. Okay. Um, I will say having having the context of um, six full episodes versus just two that you all have, mm-hmm. amazing top four. One of the best top fours that we've had in years. Every do single one of them is fantastic. Do you think the editing ha- now? Do do Bachelorette and Bachelor fandom fanatics. Have they been able to tell by the edit that these would be the ones that are going to make it this far thus far? Or is or do how do they edit in the red herrings um, of people that are you might think are going to go farther than what they do? That's a good question. I think sometimes it's hard. Some At, at the start of things, you have people who you're like, I bet they're going to go far. And then they don't. Right. Like. Christina Mandrell. I thought Christina would have gotten farther if only because she would have gotten what I think uh, we would call a paradise edit, meaning that she would have gotten mm. enough screen time to make it be obviously she's going on Bachelor in Paradise. Um, and, and RuPaul would call it the All Stars edit. So, 
every so often the two as well you'll see like is she getting a winner edit or is she getting a bachelorette edit? Mm. That's another thing. Or on the flip side with the men, um, is this a bachelor story? Like, are they setting this person up as the bachelor? Um, that yeah. happens sometimes as well. Um, the lowest, like, ranking, I guess, person, like, if you're thinking about, like, eliminations, um, to be named a bachelorette, uh, was Katie Thurston a couple years ago who came in 11th or was the, yeah, yeah. She got, uh, she was in Matt James this season and she was named the next Bachelorette. Um, Katie was fun. I, 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 Katie, I burnt out on a little bit, but she was fun at the time. She was very, she, uh, walked out of the limo holding a vibrator, um, which was a big thing at the time. (laughs) Uh, especially because they started the show with that. It was our first Black Bachelor, and they opened the show with her and her fucking vibrator. <laughs> um, but I don't necessarily know if it's like an edit to see how far they've gone, but it's an edit to show this person's in the running for Bachelorette type thing. Okay. Um, but again, I will say, having watched the last many, many seasons... I cannot find fault in any of this top four. I think all four are really, I think all four have great chemistry with him. I think all four seem like really nice humans. Um, And all four, I think would make great bachelorettes. Um, So, so I'm a big fan of his top four, which is, I think another reason why I think Zach's a pretty good bachelor. He was able to get like a really good top four, um, which is, is great. So, would you like me to, like, go, like, this person is eliminated fourth, this person's eliminated third, this is our top two. Lori, I was about to ask you to do just that, please. So, top four is what we call hometowns, where Zach goes to each person's hometown and meets and does something fun in their town, meets someone in their family, and meets some of their family. Um, He is going to do that with all four. And then he is going to send Charity home. She gets eliminated. She is top. She is the fourth of the top four. Uh, top three is overnights, which is fantasy suites. Um, after they're they're, they're they're fucking or well, yeah. they could be fucking. <laughs> yeah. They they talk. They talking. Can you, the implied fucking. Can I quickly interject and say, is it a fantasy suite because each of them are tailored toward? The girl's fantasy, or is it a generic name for just this one room? Oh all, my god! This one room, all three of them are rotating through. I mean, they get different rooms at least, but it's it's a generic name. It's it's not Hold like on. yeah. Hold on, I have to find I have to find the photo. I have to find the fucking photo. Give me one second. There's a fucking photo. Ooh. And I will say one of the first people to kind of talk about how there isn't necessarily sex in the fantasy suites was actually um, Nick Vile and Rachel Lindsay, Rachel being our first black bachelorette. She made it to overnights in Nick's season, but she happened to, while they were flying to, I forget where their overnights were, she happened to catch in like the airport bar that uh, Trump had been elected. Oh no. I wish that that shit was on. Uh, for those that are just listening on audio, do you want to explain that, Alice? <laughs> yeah, 
I'm showing a picture of the um the the champagne pool suite at the po at the the resort at the Poconos. The the, the infamous it's a it's a um it's, it's a it's like a hot tub in a hotel room in a gigantic champagne glass okay, that's like that's like ten feet tall. But I want to be in that right now. Yeah. Right. So this is so the fantasy suite is not like this is what no, we're saying. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, Rachel found out from like when she got into the airport or whatever that Trump had been elected. So she got real fucking drunk because she was depressed, <laughs> understandably so. And she passed out in the fantasy suite. <laughs> so they did not sleep together. Um, but uh, but yeah, so fantasy suites, like I said, is top three. Um, the person who gets eliminated from that is Ariel. Ariel, again, dark, dark hair. Ariel, you have not seen this in the two that you watched. Ariel and Zach have really hot sexual chemistry. They are, mm. the two of them together, there was like, they were in like a hot tub on like a group date sort of thing. And it was like, whoa, they, like, you could tell. Um, yeah. So yeah, she goes home top three, which means our top two, Gabby and Katie are our top two. Um, some news outlets have said that Gabby and Zach ha are, are engaged. Um, however, I, it's, it's like TMZ. I don't trust a celebrity has died until TMZ has reported it. It's a garbage outlet, but they're right. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, Steve yeah. has said that Zach Shalcross and Katie Bigger are engaged. Ooh. Yes. Got to the, got to Kate, you know, she tried so hard and got so far. Yeah. In the so, end, it didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. Um, now, the, there's a good chance that our next Bachelorette could be Gabby. There's a good chance it could be Ariel. There's a good chance it could be Charity. Charity has gotten a Bachelorette edit. For Gabby sure. would yes. be a great Bachelorette. Gabby would she, be you know a I hope she is the Bachelorette so she doesn't end up with a secret Trump Republican. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's she's from Vermont. She's from Bernie State. I just realized this. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, that okay. is that is how our our bachelor season shakes out. So so if you had to guess right now, who's getting who's gonna be Bachelorette next year or next season? I and, and do you think? Sorry, just to ruin it, do you do you know? Is it going to be someone from one this season, or or is that never guaranteed? Um, it's never guaranteed, but I don't see it not being someone yeah. from this season. I um, I really can't see it not being someone from this season. Okay, but let's just say who's the most likely of our class of season twenty seven to be to be the next to be the next Bachelorette? Probably Rip Gabby. Reports, uh, yes. reports notwithstanding of them potentially being the engagement. Yes. Okay. Um, I would say Gabby. Yeah, I would definitely say here's what a, Here's what we're going to I'm going to make a deal. I'm going to make a deal, too. We're going to make the same deal. Yeah. If Gabby is the Bachelorette. I'm in. We will watch the first episode. I will, and yes. We will, and we will talk that about is it on the show. agreement. And we the will, first episode, and we will have you back, Lori. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Because um, here's great. what I might like. Genuinely, if you're talking about them growing up and stuff, I may just end up liking the Bachelorette. 
Like, who yeah. knows? It may just be a different tone, yeah. and for you, some reason, you, I'm just into it. You may end up liking The Bachelorette. I will not like The Bachelorette. <laughs> You're the one that, hey, we haven't had an update on this, and we're and we're too far in this episode to have one right now. But Alice is watching and is in the middle of season two of The Morning Show, our last recorded episode, where I didn't, I barely made it through the first episode. It's and I was so done. bad. It's so bad. I watched the first season of The Morning Show, and... I didn't like it until I did. Like, I, I didn't like it, and I was watching it, and then I got to a point where I was like, oh, I've watched a lot of this first season. Do I like the show? And then I was like, I think I like the show. But then I started watching season two, and I was like, COVID just happened. I cannot watch this. <laughs> I, yes. I think I got an episode in, like Missy, and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. That, well, she got an episode, one episode of the first season. Oh, oh, clear. oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't make it through the she first season. I just got through one yeah. episode of the first season. I'm like, yes. this is the stupidest show. Trying to think it's smart. And I have no... It basically came down to is that I did not want to watch a show about people being like sexually assaulted or harassed when yeah. we're in a situation where people are watching this sure. show for entertainment and the people who are actually being sexually assaulted and harassed can't get justice. It just doesn't feel entertaining to me. You know, and I yeah. I was just going to struggle with that through line. Now, if it was just yeah. about, like, a morning show and Drama they had to get replaced, I think I'd be totally into it. But I just, I couldn't sit through that storyline. I just was like, I can't watch this. I'm so uncomfortable. It's making me, it, just like this, it made me so bummed at a certain point where I'm like, I'm just, I just can't do this. I'm checking out. I'm on my first week of estrogen, baby. I can't be watching this shit. Like, come on. I, I fully Missy. understand it's it's a different obviously situation, but that's how I felt with season two with the COVID thing. I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Though I will say, Alice, do you agree that if someone was going to try season one of the morning show, that it is worth it if only for Billy Crudup's completely unhinged performance? Yeah. <laughs> he is I thought doing he might things. cover it, but he didn't. I couldn't. It's, it's, it, that show goes off the rails so hard. It's like, ugh. Lori. And then season two, season two, fucking Steve Carell's <laughs> palling around Italy with oh my God. his Italian woman who fucking loves rapists, who wants to hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, Lori, you have been an amazing guest. You ought to have made this experience fantastic because I, it would have been miserable if it had just been me, me and Alice because it would have been me bitching and moaning for an hour about against the, the patriarchy and romance and Western society. And this ended up being a truly delightful experience that made my visceral reaction, which is worse than Minions. We didn't think that was going to happen, but it did. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, wait, wait. Do morning we... show was worse than Minions, and this was worse than Morning Show. That's true. That say. actually is true. We're, we're only escalating in terms of, of Missy. That's hate. true because because <laughs> Minions was a bit of kfab. I was annoyed, but I didn't hate it. Morning Show caught me on like the you know, wrong time, wrong day. Uh, uh-uh, maybe I would rewatch it a different time and it would be different. But this was like, yeah. I, but I'm gonna. But we just both agreed to watch The Bachelorette by the end of this because I enjoyed this discussion. Like. Again, that would not have happened had we gotten to this point. So this, like, this, this wasn't the only thing. Now, the, my, my point being to this is, Alex, do we give, give her the unprecedented power over us to pick our next topic for not a hate watch and pick our next not hate watch? 
Yes, I think we do. Okay, oh. we're going to show you the spreadsheet, the secret yeah, spreadsheet. Yeah, oh, please. I was going to say, please don't make me, like, off the top of well, my head. <laughs> while, while we're waiting, I want to know, you are, you are on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Where do they go to get your dream date? What is your dream Bachelor date? And yes, you're allowed to wear your t-shirt and your sweatpants. That's what you, when, that's you're, what you want, yeah. when you're on the limo, that's how they have you. And all of them, yeah. you know, they, the men could be just wearing jock straps and like assless straps if you want. Like it's yeah. your call. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I think um, that's more what I it will, might be into, but you know. I, I, I will answer that. I, I'm going to jump a hundred steps back, Alice, so to a question you asked earlier about like famous people coming out yeah. of this. Um, there is a another television host who came out of it, uh, Mr. Sarah Highland uh, Wells Adams, the Sarah Highland of Modern Family, married a former contestant from The Bachelorette and yeah, uh, Bachelor it. in Paradise. <laughs> His name is Wells Adams. He is a, um, he was a, I should say, uh, like a, a, a radio host in Tennessee, in the national area. Wait, he's not a bank? No, he's not. He's not Wells Fargo. He's Wells Adams. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of, like, where we might go, like, on my dream date, um, I mean, oh, come on. We're going to fucking Disney World. Who are we kidding? Damn <laughs> straight. <laughs> are we kidding i was gonna be like chaperone maybe it'll be a nice like walk in like the high line in new york city and like you would go to the place you already live yeah (laughs) we're going to (laughs) no you know what i would want to do i would want to like to keep it in the disney sort of world though sure um, like i obviously go to orlando quite a bit um, I went to Disneyland last year for the first time in like 20 some years, a place that I don't think I myself am ever going to be able to go to, but I would love to from like a Disney perspective is Tokyo Disney. And mm. if I was the lead on The Bachelorette, I would hope that we would able be able to work out some Tokyo tourism stuff, sure. be able to go to yeah. Tokyo um, and potentially do a date at Tokyo Disney. Okay. So... so- so your your bachelor is taking you on a one on one to Tokyo Disney, the most romantic city in the world. Yeah, baby. Japan. <laughs> it's so romantic. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm sorry. Steve decided that he's gonna take he's gonna take um, Ariel instead. Fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. This is what I'm drawn to. Jupiter ascending, baby. <laughs> oh, this would be interesting. Well, okay. Because Missy, Missy, Missy watched The Matrix for this for the first time and, and actually liked it a lot. Okay. Especially the sequels. Okay. And so... A sequels is more, way more so than even the original. Oh. And, and, and Jupiter Ascending is way in, is way uh, like to the to the left of the of the sequels. So. And uh, do you want to know this, Lori, too? What? I'm a staunch Cloud Atlas stan. Interesting. It's okay. I'm genuinely... I'm Cloud Atlas, so uh, I can't comment, but I've heard some things. It is tonally and message me and, and Alice and I have talked about this apropos of all of the, which is on the surface very problematic stuff they try and do with the addressing of the future in a neo society which is centered around uh, Korea. So they just basically do Asian face on oh, white yeah. actors. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories that they're telling and the use of actors throughout time again as problematic as it is, is done so beautifully so well crafted it is so elegant and 
really hits onto me some of my fundamental understandings of the interconnectedness of people and kind mm -hmm. of all things. And so for me, it's just like a, it's it, like within the structure of the film, there's a symphony and a, uh, a sextet. Actually, I believe is what it is, which is a called the, the Cloud Atlas sextet. This film is like a sextet where it's six different parts woven together, and I cry every time I watch it. It's be it's beautiful. So there's a good chance I'm gonna love like just downright love this bomb of a film. Now it's a fascinating movie. I will say that it is. There are some moments in it. Um, I do also think the only person who actually knows what movie they are in is Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> See, and I'm curious about this now. My least favorite person. What I, yeah, what, maybe we can get into that. Now, yeah. I'm curious because we've asked a couple, we've, so we've asked some questions. Twagus, we asked the questions, why Robert Pattinson? Why? Yeah. Why a Bopop? We also asked Bobby the Pats. question, why Richard Gere? Why Rigi? Okay. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Why Channing Tatum? We have the, best. We have the expert here. Oh, why we have Channing Tatum? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and you're our expert for this. So I haven't seen any of the Magic Mike films. I've been avoiding them. I know I'm going to have to have you back. I've, I've resigned to my fate that Magic Mike is going to be, or XXL, whichever one, is going to be in our future. So XXL, you will be back at some point for that. Movie. Beautiful, perfect movie. Yes. Um, um, so I'll tell you... I hear the typing of it being added right now. <laughs> um, I will tell you um, the, the, the Channing Tatum, right? I didn't get it for so long. He was like the heartthrob. He was in the Nicholas Sparks movie that he was in and blah. I was like, whatever. He looks like a thumb. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> he does. That's my, yeah, that's, that's why I'm asking this wrong. question. Then I went and I watched a little movie called 21 Jump Street. And I realized oh. Channing Tatum is one of the most hilarious actors of our generation. And I am not saying that to be facetious. He is genuinely hilarious in that movie in a natural way that made me go, oh, I get it. I get it. And now that I okay. watch this stuff through that lens, I'm like, he's one of the hottest men I've ever seen in my life. So this is fascinating because I remember seeing 21 Jump Street and thinking it being funny. I do remember being a lot more funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I don't know if I was giving it more credit than I should have been just because of that reason. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, it didn't answer me the question of why I should lust after him. You know? Yeah, I get that. Um, again, for me, it was... You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get that from Jupiter Ascending. Oh, you're definitely. Well, he's not a dog. He's a dog man, right? Yeah, I've always loved dogs. To quote Mila Kunis, an actual line. So in then that we'll movie. have to bank that question for Magic Mike XXL yeah. to answer the that question for it. But I, I, I am just. I'm watching this, yeah, as a Wachowski twins film in, yeah, in that regard, completely. which I'm excited for. Um, sisters, not twins. Yeah, I. Oh, sisters. Oh, I, I genuinely thought they were twins. I didn't realize that they were. They're uh, uh, not. The same age. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I feel like I feel like Jupiter Ascending is what I'm gonna go for. I mean, unless Beautiful. you want, unless you want an older thing, because like I, no, no, I no. am no, no, this no. Is no this, this is perfect. perfect. Okay. This is perfect. Okay, yeah, well, I'm because, gonna go Jupiter uh, Ascending. 
Okay. Yeah, because we've covered some of the more classic films, I think. Like, it, this will hit into a nice area. I think this is also going to be an enjoyable film for both of us. And we've... Oh, yeah. We've been through, I think, a little bit of hell and back again uh, on this Missy's podcast. has been through hell and back again. I've been, I've been loving it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got a text and said that... Uh, and several variations we said uh, that you loved evil missy which also evolved into exploding missy which then i yes. believe k was that where we landed on for the final evolutionary form where, 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 okay um yeah it was it was angry missy scalding hot missy boiling missy exploding missy is an even better name yes exploding missy is where we find this yeah so this this got me to exploding missy level uh, on here, so it'll be nice to go down to maybe just a simmer or not even <laughs> yeah. you know, at all. Oh man, um, I do think like of the three Magic Mike movies, um, XXL is the one you have to watch. Like the first one is a uh, take on uh, the drug ring in Florida, um, like drug cartels in Florida that also has some stripping in it, um, and the third one is slightly better than the first one <laughs> whereas magic mike xsl is a perfect most feminist movie i've ever seen in my life like no joke i'm excited to, to i'm excited to take that one on at the end as we always say of every episode of not a hate watch lori alice it's time to choose between you two for the rose ceremony it's been a long episode I've gotten to know you two for these last two hours. Well, Alice, it's been a lot more because of the podcast. And, well, Lori, it's also been quite a lot because of the other visual podcasts that we do. Do they call them video podcasts? I don't know. But between the two of you, I've made my choice. And between you two, I make my choice of being the bachelor again on season 19 i'm so excited i'm coming back it's gonna be me and a whole new slew of girly girls yee-haw see you're already married that happened once there there was a bachelor wait what there was a bachelor who you're was not you're fucking story. kidding me I, I thought i was making up a ridiculous scenario no. like the most absurd thing would just be someone saying no i'm gonna come do the season again he legitimately did another season he just said i'm not interested let's do another so it was a couple seasons later but yeah i happen to have like the list of all the bachelors open and i had forgotten about this until you made that Brad Womack was the bachelor on season 11 and Brad Womack was the bachelor on season 15. <laughs> Did it take the second time? Uh, no, no, it definitely didn't take. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, hopefully this look, episode takes. As, as we all, as we always say at the end of the show, <laughs> I think my best friend is in this call right now. Ladies, take a moment and say your goodbyes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>